We weren't on? No, we weren't on. We're on now. Oh, okay. That was amazing then. 70 people. That's fantastic. Sometimes you meet somebody. Are we on yet? That's right. You got to go back to the Sugar Shack, Rudy. We are live. This is Tom Hayes and Rudy Garino. I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, where the Sugar Shack existed and its spirit still lives. And Rudy, of course, is in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we were just discussing the great news yesterday that 70 new friends to Rudy's Sugar Shack page. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We've been getting two and three a day, you know, sometimes none, but... That was the first hit we ever got 70 in one day. Well, you know, I mean, that's the kind of uh, friends we need and the kind of following we need to get your dreams done. We've got to get this uh, festival done. Uh, We've got a documentary to do. We've got a book to do. We've got a a compilation of the best of the Sugar Shack songs, songbook. Uh, We've got a lot of projects we're going to need a lot of support for. Right. Well, well, if we can get one going, uh, you know, it'll open up the doors to all the other ones. Exactly, exactly. So uh, George uh, Wilson was out in uh, uh, Kansas City last week, but he's back now. He's finishing up the last touches of the documentary he was working on there, and he's going to start on, on our project very soon here. Beautiful, so. beautiful. Yeah, so I've got a, a fun uh, lineup today uh, of uh, great songs. And actually, right now, we have enough songs uh, uploaded to my computer to uh, to produce the first songs, the best, best of the Sugar Shack songbook. That's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so what do you, what do you think? I've got a little shot. The, uh, today, I selected the Shylights, the Delphonics, and the Stylistics, very... Very uh, similar styles. Uh, what do you want first? Uh, the shy lights. Oh, uh, thought... girl.
There's another group that really had the soul, right? Right, right on, right on. Uh, what's the other record? I can't think of the name. Oh, I got it. I got it for you. Don't you worry. <laughs> but you know, you know that 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 first. You're right. That when he says, "Oh, girl," boy, he you can tell he's in pain. Right, right. You know what I'm you gonna know, do since since we're starting to uh, uh, check off the records. I'm gonna check off the artists that we're doing. Last week look, we did the Dells. Right, really? and we did. Uh, we did, um, oh, God, oh, oh, Curtis Mayfield. Right. All right, let me find the, let me, here, I got the bells. Let me check them off. So that means we've done them. And uh, Curtis Mayfield. Curtis yeah, Mayfield. I, yeah, we played yeah, one. He, yeah, we didn't. We played, uh, we, we played a Marvin Gaye, but, of course, Marvin Gaye didn't play there, but it's still a great song because, Actually, he did play there because he played on the jukebox all the time. Oh, yeah, right. All right, so I got the Dells and Curtis Mayfield now. Let me check off uh, the Charlottes. And uh, let's go go with the other one. Well, wait a minute. Hang on. Here we go. We'll we'll, we'll check them off as we play, and we want to keep a little suspense for the audience. Here's the second Charlottes song. Here you go. stop that right there and the reason I'm stopping it is because I remember I can get a feeling when when that 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 uh note from the lead guitar there that yeah. and then that lead in remember what would happen at the shack I mean the place would go crazy just with that opening note right right some of those old Jerry Maffeo used to He'd hear the first note, the manager of the club, he'd hear the first note, and he'd look at me, and he'd just swing his hand in the air like he'd give it the thumbs up, just with the first note. (laughs) It was unbelievable. (laughs) I'm still trying to, I mean, I spent four nights a week in there, you know, at times, and I'm trying to imagine, like we talked last week about what kind of a party it was that, you know, every night, you, you, the music turned on, the band turned on, the crowd turned on, and it was party time. And, you know, the theme for today, the reason I picked these three artists, uh, the stylists, the Shylights, and the Delphonics, last week we were talking about uh, everybody running for the door at the end of the night after listening to these romantic songs. They probably were going home to, to 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 partner with their girls or their wives. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> well, again, you know, I put these songs on this morning, and and even just now listening to that, I mean, I can't listen. My initial reaction is to smile, and because and and almost get the goosebumps, the chills, because that music is so beautiful and reminds us of a time that was really. Even though there was a lot of things going on, a lot of changes in society, it was a, an age of kind of like innocence with this song where everybody was wrapped up in, these songs are about love and about pain and about losing somebody and getting somebody back. Uh, you know, and you kind of have to feel that 
as you go through, like right in the middle of that, I was feeling this guy's pain, you know. So let's do the shylights. The shylights seem to be really good about losing love and then looking for it. And, um, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> and this That's one is. I was happy as a lark But now I go for walks To the movies Maybe to the park I have a seat on the same old bench To watch the children play (laughs) You know tomorrow is their future But for me Just another day They all gather around me They seem to know my name We laugh Tell a few jokes But it still doesn't ease my pain I know I can't hide from a memory Though day after day I've tried I keep saying She'll be back But today again I've lied
to an end. I'm looking for a letter or something, or anything that you would send. With all the people I know, I'm still a lonely man. You know, it's funny. I thought I had her in the palm of my hand. tell you this is <laughs> I got off the show last week thinking how blessed am I that 50 years later we can be hanging out playing these beautiful songs and um, going back over the feelings and the and everything that was going on at the time what's it what's it like for you to just take the time and and talk about this and to you know hear this beautiful music that you virtually produced in the sense that you created the the perfect place for this music to be played well uh, you know I was just thinking while the song was going on uh, I grew up uh, what changed my life around was the Joseph story I, I fell in love with the music and the, and the songs and everything and uh, then uh, I was coming with Jerry Vale from Las Vegas we went to Miami he flew out I stood in Miami. I went to the Peppermint Lounge, and that's when I saw Wayne Cochran doing all this soul stuff, and that changed my. I that let me forget Al Jolson, and I got into a new venture. The soul, well, you know, the soul music. Oh well, you know, I'm sitting here. That's how and... great it was. It, it it just wrapped wrapped around me and. It was unbelievable. Every song is a every song is, is like a uh, you can't beat it, and then it comes along another one, and you say you, you can't beat this one. You know, all of them, all of them are yep. unbelievable songs. And you know, they and whether it was going crazy like Wayne Cochran or James Brown, or whether there were nights like this with the shy lights. You know, I I remember. I mean, it's almost like I'm back there, and you know, when the room is dark and you know the lights are on these guys, and they're dressed up in their beautiful outfits, and they're they're doing all of these beautiful um, moves, and uh, everything is choreographed perfectly. And you know, you here's the crowd, and we've talked about the crowd before. Somebody gave us the tagline: "Hookers, pimps, gangsters, celebrities, and the greatest soul music bands in the world." And you had some tough, tough people in there. I mean, hard street people who couldn't be hard when this music was playing. I think the music made them all uh, uh, put them in a trance or something because they all <laughs> behaved. <and everything. laughs> you know, we should, use, we should use this kind of music as a therapy or something for these bad people. Put them all in one room and play some kind of a music and it mellows them all out. <laughs> It really was number. Hey, listen, 
we didn't have pimps. I mean, we had we had some of the coldest, brutalest killers in the in the city of Boston in that time in the '60s. They were killing each other for nothing, and they used to come down there, and it was nothing like you you wouldn't even believe who they were. <laughs> Imagine if somebody says something bad to them, you know, and they, because they were so pleasant. Everybody's enjoying themselves and everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We had a mix of everybody that everybody's the music put them all in wonderland. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm reliving is I'm listening to this and I'm hypnotized. And everybody, trance is the right word. Everybody got hypnotized. If you went in right. there, if you went in there with a first date, it was over. <laughs> yeah, it was over. <laughs> There's no way the two of you wouldn't fall in love. <laughs> Do you know something? For years, I stood in that club and enjoyed every second. And then one day, a great friend of mine comes in with his wife to see the show, and uh, they want to take me for dinner. For dinner? I said, are you crazy? I said, there's a restaurant upstairs, Tetchy's Restaurant. I said, I'll have the food brought down. And his wife, <laughs> says, what are you? His wife says, what are you, crazy? Why can't you leave this business and, and go and have a dinner and then come back? You think it's going to run away? I couldn't answer her, you know. Then I started thinking, you know, I'm going to look stupid if I tell her I'm in love with the place. It's a tranquilizer. It puts you to sleep. It puts you in another world, you know. When you hear this music, I couldn't couldn't help but wait to listen to the music again. The music had me wrapped up. It's it's true. I mean... When, the image I have is all of these, you know, the, all the cats trying to be so cool with their broad-brimmed hats, their beautiful clothes, their women. But, man, after two of those songs, Oh Girl and Have You Seen Her, man, everybody was practically making out in a place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Everybody was in another another world, believe me. Oh, they, moved in the they put their arms around each other. You know, it is so different from the world we live in today and to have lived that and seen that. I mean, and that's why I always wanted to, and I didn't know how it was possible to do, and I think we're going to get there step by step now. We've put too much in motion. You get 70 new friends yesterday. This shows you that what we're doing is is having an effect. And, And I was thinking, how do you make a movie or a book or something that captures the feeling that that club had a feeling like no other place, not just club, no other place in the world had the feeling that the Sugar Shack gave. It sure did, because like you say, we had a mixture of people, pimps, gangsters, killers, uh, uh, college kids. The college kids used to come in. Everybody, it was a mixed crowd, everybody in... It was unbelievable. 
Yep. And, uh, you know, I told you, I'm sitting in Rome with my uh, now ex-wife, but at the time we were engaged, and I said to her, okay, we saw the Colosseum, you know, we went to Florence, we saw, you know, the David, we saw the, uh, you know, Mona, you know, we saw the, uh, you know, all of the beautiful, the Pieta, all of that. I said, what's the, the coolest thing you've seen in your life? She said, the sugar shack. Man, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Rome and Florence and Italy couldn't compare <laughs> to the Sugar Shack. <laughs> uh, you, know, so- you know, telling the story about uh, how I turned around with Al Jolson, I went to see that movie 17 times. One, wow. Wherever it played, I saw it because it affected me so much. And when they wanted to take me out to dinner, I was wrapped up in soul music and I, I didn't want to tell them this because that looked stupid, you know? <laughs> and I didn't want to leave the place because the soul music had me wrapped up. It was unbelievable. It was so addictive. You know, you just you just couldn't escape it. By the way, if anybody's listening right now, our call in number is 646-929-2451. Please give Rudy a call. Oh, by the way, Chubby uh, Tavares says hello. Oh, yeah, Chubby. You know, I meant to call him because I, he says he'd come on, you know, and uh, I guess I'm losing my mind or something. I keep forgetting a lot, you know. Well, Say hello, Chubby. Uh, uh, it's good. To, uh, thank you for calling. Yeah, he, uh, he wrote, I invited him on Facebook, and I think that's part of the reason we're starting to get to uh, to a lot of people. I'm p- taking I, – I posted – the latest poster for today's show on Susanna's site, on your son's site, and a few other people, and I think people are sharing it, and we're generating a lot of um, a lot of interest here. So it's uh, it's really now Susanna has been great. She's been calling me a couple of times, and she's all excited about really pitching in to uh, you know nail down, help you out, and nail down some of these celebrities to get on. But Chubby said. He apologizes. He couldn't call in today. Ah, we got a caller. Here we go. It looks like Chuck. Let's see what we got. Hey, is this you, Chuck? Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, Chuck. Hey, how are you, you, Chuck? I'm good. I'm uh, listening to that sitar on the Shy Lights, which is always wonderful, that electric sitar opening. Um, Yeah. That wasn't a... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was an electric sitar uh, to, you know, make it kind of psychedelic um yeah it's nice to hear the tunes and uh yeah it's uh the club apparently was something but i know what you mean about the romantic power of those soul tunes and yes people probably did run out at the end uh, to go somewhere and uh express their newfound feelings um (laughs) he puts it in a good way uh tom yeah, they were, there was much expression, let's put it that way. New found feelings, yep. And that New music found happened. feelings. Yep. So, so well, yeah, got, no, that's that's the key, so. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, i got to, I've changed the pace just a little bit. Not much, Rudy. You ready for the next one? Go ahead, ahead. I can't wait. Okay. Chuck, you want to you wanna hear a good one? Yeah, yeah, I'm still on. Okay, here we go.
because they were in the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack covering the Bee Gees, you know, song, they were on the biggest selling album in the history of music until Thriller. So, uh, you know, uh, good for the Bee Gees. So, uh, anyway, I'm listening here, guys. So I've got to, you know, drink some coffee and wake up. But I am listening and, and keep playing those groovy tunes. Well, thanks for calling well, in, uh, Tom is uh, getting ready for the great songbook. <laughs> We're checking off all the artists that he's playing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, uh, cool. When we get through with the artist list, uh, we'll get ready for the greatest hits and the songbook. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, uh, I'll just leave this. Uh, maybe something to consider in your ads for the uh, show and so forth. Younger black people refer to the music we're listening to as old school. So uh, maybe you could mention that a little more prominently for younger folks that might, you know, know. That's what they call this. I mean, they almost think 80s is old school or 90s, but 70s, and that's old school music. So a, a suggestion. Thank no you. kidding, you know. Chuck, uh, you, I know that being the musicologist you are. Now, clarify this. I When I heard the yeah. Tavari song, and it was, I think, recorded before Saturday Night Live. So who covered whom on that? Well, the Bee Gees did it, wrote it, the Gibb Brothers. And uh, they have a version of it, um, which I think is also on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. So my guess is because... Uh, a little note about the Bee Gees, they were English guys who grew up in Australia. And when Barry Gibbs started singing the falsetto stuff in the mid-70s, when they came back as a R&B band, um, he was criticized. Oh, you're singing so high. But they said they were huge fans of the stylistics, and the stylistic singer sang falsetto. So he's basing that, you know, night fever, night fever on uh, soul, soul records like the stylistics. So my guess is they like Tavares because the Gibb brothers are very much into, you know, traditional soul bands and soul music. So somehow they hooked up, Tavares covered it, and although the Bee Gees, I'm sure, got the songwriting royalties, they ended up on the biggest album in the history of music, which I'm sure made the gig fees go up some. So I think that's pretty much what happened. Right. Speaking of... You just gave me a great segue. Here we go.
At my era, that is the stylistics. That's true. <laughs> Russell yeah. Tompkins, the lead singer, yeah. Russell. Now, you know, the other thing I've been thinking about, you know, those audiences in there, you know, the, each one of the, the lyrics of these songs were so were poetry almost, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and we could sit there. I mean, how many couples in that room had broken up to make up? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Everybody had an experience like that at one time or another. Exactly. And so they were singing right to the everyday life of everybody in that room. That's true. Chuck, you still on? No, Chuck took off. He's uh, sitting oh, he's just having coffee. But we're going to say hi to him and Billy. Both of them are listening right now. Um, oh, beautiful. You know, Hello, Billy. Yeah, Billy, uh, we, we, our hearts go out to you. He had lost two good friends this week. So, uh, no, roughly, sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's always tough. I had the same situation a couple of weeks ago myself. Uh, well, let me see here. I've got, let's change the, I got a surprise for you here because you've got some great stories about this guy. We'll change the pace a little bit. You ready? Right. Uh, here we go. Some real funk, funk soul. There was soul. There was mellow soul, right? And then there was funk soul. Here we go.
said that they actually broke the the door down the night he was there. <laughs> You're right, Wilson Pickett, Madman Wilson Pickett. They wow. went right through the glass. We had a glass <laughs> door there. They went right through the glass. <laughs> it was unreal. <laughs> we couldn't hold them down. You know, I told you the story. Of, I told you the story about our boss in college. Uh, he called me up and wanted him for a Saturday night. I said, well, what are we going to do? He says, well, we need an early show, and we'll give you a police escort. When I heard police, I says, well, I think we can do some business. Nice. And they gave us a police escort up there and got them back in time for the 8 o'clock show. Wow. Beautiful. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, I heard... Now, did he bring? I heard the background singers and back, you know, backup singers there. Did he bring backup singers or did he do alone? Uh, I know he had a dynamite band. He, I remember the band. I I don't think he had the singers with him. Yeah, I mean the band. You know, listening to him from this vantage point, that so many years later, boy, there's a lot of James Brown in him, isn't there? Oh yeah, there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of James Brown in there, the screaming, you know? Yeah, the screaming and uh, you know, signify. And, and also, you hear Tom Jones, who obviously, you know, emulated James Brown and people like Wilson, you know? Yeah. You know, and Wilson he, was something, boy. Wow, that's great, he, great. He got, a million dollar, he got a million-dollar contract when he was working – for me in Miami at the club, he didn't want to go on. <laughs> he was so happy. He was so happy. He was in the dressing room. He wanted to shoot the band. He had a gun. His manager calls me. He says, go in there and help and straighten this matter out. I says, what's the, what's the problem? He's got a gun on the band. He's going to shoot everybody. He's got a million-dollar contract. He don't care from RCA Victor. I said, you want me to go in there? He's got a gun. He says, well, you're a tough guy. I said, that's a small matter for you. I said, oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get myself killed. (laughs) So I went in and I talked him down. Wilson, I said, you should be happy. You got a million dollar deal. Wow. So I calmed him down and uh, everything was all right. We got off. You should have seen the band. You couldn't get a a beep out of them. Everybody was just so quiet. <laughs> well, you've, it was so funny. You've seen it all, buddy. Oh my God! <laughs> it, was, it was so funny with the gun in his hand. <laughs> wow! His manager says, "Come on, you can straighten that out." Yeah, I can. <laughs> I'm probably going to kill for nothing. <laughs> well, you, you know, know there's, two things, there's two things that money does. It can either destroy you or you can enjoy it. <laughs> Sometimes the money goes to your head. Well, yeah. Well, I think, you know, people, the biggest fear people have is success. It's not failure. We're used to failure, but it's when all of a sudden you've got that much money that fast, you know, it screws with your head. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. 
They're not no, afraid like, of failure because they're used to it. It's success, you know. <laughs> right. But what do you do when yeah, you're right. on top of the world? You know, now you're worth a million dollars. You can have anything you want in those days. That was a lot of money in those days. Oh, yeah. Especially for, for a struggling artist. You know, uh, yeah. in those days, they were struggling. I mean, they used to pay for everything. They used to pay their own rooms, their own transportation. Now you get a rider with some of these things. The rider costs more than their pay. Yep. I remember we yep. did uh, Liza Minnelli's, the last show we did. She was going on Broadway, and we did her in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, she gave us a cheap deal. I thought I think it was 40000 for the week. Her rider, I think it was about 50000 or something. 28 <laughs> men, all this, that, housing. We had to put them up and everything. It was unreal. Sure, but, sure. Uh, we one shot, we one shot money with her, you know. She wanted to open up on Broadway, and she, uh, she uh, just kicked in a week before she opened, you know. Interesting. Where was that, down at the... Uh... The Civic Center? No, Providence, uh, one of the towns in Providence that Henry Vara uh, was friendly with. And uh, oh, okay. and it was like a thousand seater. Henry, Henry put the deal together. And it was me, him, and uh, the agent, Steve Cooper, who okay. were involved in it, the three of us. Okay. But uh, the riders were unbelievable. Today, I mean, today the riders are unbelievable. In those days, the act paid for everything. I couldn't believe it. That's why they were struggling. A million dollars in those days was like $10 million today. Of course. And the fact that, I mean, you're talking 40 years ago. Of course it was like $10 million. Yeah, it's 45, almost 45 years. It's almost 50 217 right. is 50 years that we opened. Yep. Yep. Now, you know, and the other thing is, you you know, when I hear the stories of how the Dells last week told you up for another 500 bucks, you know, they weren't being greedy. They needed it. That's right. They, they, it was a question of it was a need, you know, because uh, there were five grown-up men. They were a little more older that was one of the oldest crowd uh, group we had. The other was mostly younger. The Dells were like uh, real uh, older, you know? Yeah, well, the thing that you just said there, there were five of them. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, Wilson Pickett coming in with one guy and playing his band. You know, they had five oh, five guys on stage to pay. Yeah, plus they a had band. to cut up the money five ways, and uh, they had a band, too. All the groups that come in were self-contained. Yep. Yep, it was brilliant. Yep. It was brilliant. brilliant. That's right. Brilliant. I All right, can't now believe here's, a, here's a record I'm going to spin that I don't know if he played there, but it certainly was representative of the times. And uh, we can clean that up later. Here we go.
<laughs> it was all about the Where's, love, Rudy. Where's Percy Sledge? Yeah, did you have him? Yeah, he was one of the first. One, one of the first. Wow. What, yeah, what, kind of guy, what kind of guy was he like? Nice guy, nice guy. Not too, I can't remember too much, uh, but other than no problems or anything like that. No problems with none of them. I don't, I don't, nothing, nothing. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, just you know, you, you know, it's it's that signature, those horns. I mean, I remember those horns when they when the band would pick up the horns, and you just got that beautiful blast in there, you know that that almost literally shook the walls. It was so full. <laughs> You're right. How could Sam you go to dinner? Right. How could you yeah, go to go dinner ahead. if you go that? Right. How are you going to go to dinner if I miss those horns? Right, right, right. That's right. They, uh, I was ashamed to tell them. <laughs> I'm stuck on the music. I can't go to dinner. <laughs> well, which is true. I used to have my, I used to have my dinner brought into the office in the back, and I, I used remember. to eat there. With... I remember. You would. Have they thought I was thing. crazy. Every single, of course. I mean, how? Oh, it was. We'd stay for two shows. I don't know how we did it. We paid. Would would either I don't know. If, did you have to leave if you got there early, or could you stay? No, you could stay all night. No, no, I had to leave. That's right. That's right. We could stay. That's right. And I remember it now. Yeah, we would have paid. We would have went back in line and paid again. <laughs> when I had when I had cooler the gang in there, there was Jesus. There was so many people I couldn't believe it. So I says, uh, after the first show, let's stop. Squeezing a few more people, and maybe we'll make it uncomfortable for the ones that are there. They might leave. <laughs> they might leave. I said, you know. So wow. we were we had about nine hundred people at opening night at a dollar a head. <laughs> How much a head? A dollar. Oh, oh my Monday night, a dollar ahead. Oh my God! And we got oh two my... or three. I remember on the weekend, two or three dollars. You know, that just puts it in perspective. Wilson Pickett lands a deal for a million, and you were charging a buck ahead to get in. That means that million dollars was worth a lot of money. <laughs> oh yeah, it was worth at least ten, maybe twenty. Who knows? Oh, man, oh with the, man, with the inflation that's around today. Exactly. Well, listen, I, this guy I know was there, and I killed myself that I missed him because I absolutely love this song. You're going to. Here we go.
how the Sugar Shack crowd would have reacted, all that screaming at the end. Yeah, I was going to say that looked like a live uh, version of the song, because yeah, I heard was. the screaming and the, and the people in the background. Yeah, and that'll give our audience an idea of just what hap- would happen in the shack, man, that people would scream in just the right places. 
Yeah. Like I say, I did a terrible injustice. I never filmed them. The choreography, oh. the uniforms, the oh, steps. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Nothing. <laughs> I know. I just couldn't believe that what went into this act. I yep. mean, the choreography, the, 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 the practice that they had to go through and everything. And they all barely survived with the money they were making. It was all about the love, wasn't it, man? They loved it. Right. You could see. Right. It was all about, you hit the nail on the head. It was all about the love, the traveling to the shack, looking forward to the in spot. And there you go. You know, I'm trying to imagine. We created the in spot. Well, exactly. You know, I, I, I love to throw parties and I threw some amazing parties in my house and brought in some amazing bands and tried to, Try to duplicate what you had and, um, you know, and create that experience. And I came pretty damn close. I didn't have, obviously, the acts that you did. But, uh, you know, everybody would dance. And, you know, I have a small place and I'd crowd the place and <clears throat> really pulled it off. Because, so, to, to imagine, I can only try to imagine, you're the owner of this place, your club, and you bring in these, you go to the work to, in the beginning, to convince these bands to come to you. And then you build such a place that they, they want to come. They're fighting to get to your place. Yeah. I, ne- I never had a call an agent anymore, I think, after the first two years. <laughs> <laughs> they used to then, call me, I got so-and-so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Right. And you open the doors to every night to an amazing party. Everybody's going to be happy. The act is going to be happy. The the audience is going to be happy. The, the, I'm sure the the bartenders and waitresses were happy. Uh, it's just uh, it's unbelievable. Well, now, were you open seven nights? Seven nights. Seven nights. The seven act nights. did seven days. Seven wow. days, and then they did a matinee on Sunday for the kids. Wow. Well, like, like I say, I. I didn't charge a lot of money, you know what I mean? I just it was a dollar yep. just to see the the kids to see the Sunday afternoon, you know, to have a afternoon out. Well, you know, you you gave back a lot to everybody. You gave back a lot to the community. You gave back a lot to the to everybody, to the acts, to yeah. you know everybody. I mean, it was just uh, you know, it's something big to be, ball of fun. Yeah, and you know it's an amazing legacy, an amazing, amazing legacy you got there. Well, well I, think... I got a hunch. I got a hunch. We're gonna hit a home run. We're gonna find somebody that's gonna come forward and uh, join us in a soul festival, a book deal, a movie deal, or something's gonna happen. Of course it is, and just the fact that it's come this far. You know, again, listening to this, these songs, and you get lost, man. I mean, you can't listen to this stuff and not get in a trance as you said and I'm seeing that festival now I see that 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 you know here come these groups again to sing this gorgeous music and it's all about love and all about an era it's about a time that's gone it's the time is gone and this would be an amazing time to revisit that beautiful age and bring it back for the yeah. Two three day festival. You know, I, I vision 
I could just vision. You got about 30, 40 acts there with the entourage and everything. That's about over maybe 100 people or better. And uh, well, they all they all have stands and uh, they're selling their merchandise. So everybody well, can go around and meet them and greet them and everything, you know. It could be the biggest fun festival around. You know, imagine imagine the party that's going to be. Yeah, before the show, like uh, in the afternoon before the show, they all set up with all their stands and their music and videos and T-shirts and all their merchandise and meeting and greeting them. It could be the biggest party, uh, believe me, one of the biggest parties. I love it. I love it. Well, and then you go in, then you go in and sit down, and you get memorized. <laughs> you go in a trance, <laughs> and then you run out and go back up to your hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and then I you can the... write a song. Oh, what a day! <laughs> <laughs> what a day! <laughs> Well, Rudy, are you having fun? I'm having fun, and I think I I just got an idea. I got to send out a, I don't know how to do it, but I'm not familiar with these computers. Well, actually, all these all these friends, I'm going to uh, give, send them a note, like uh, the podcast show is going to be every uh, Thursday, 1 o'clock your time, 10 o'clock my time. And see if we can get some of the audience going, because the yeah, stars they, are too difficult. They're too difficult to get sometimes. You know, they got their own problems and things like that. You know, but uh, well, as it goes along, if we get the, if we get the more of the audience participation, then it'll catch on with the stars and everybody. It'll catch on again. Well, the word's spreading, and um, this can be a great. Every week, have a great time. We're having, listen, I'm having a ball. I, I, I'm having a ball, too. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> 50 years and later. I think, I think we got the right formula right now. We're playing the records and we're talking behind, you know, and bringing it up. And somebody will come start popping in and giving their feelings about the shack and all that. I think we got a good format going. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I just listened to the lyrics in some of those. The Tavares, the lyrics were, um, when you're laying on my pillow, I look over you, there's a halo. <laughs> yeah, that sounds then, like a halo. <laughs> and then, then, the, then Lou Rawls, I don't want to wish you no bad luck, baby, but there's no if, ands, or no buts. You're going to miss my loving. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. No if, ands, or buts. No, I don't wish you any bad luck, baby, but there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You're going to miss my loving. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't beat that. All right, it looks like we're going to wrap it up, Tom. That's right, Rudy. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week, and uh, I'm checking off some of these uh, honors that you already recorded. I got a list of about 100 that I want to do, you know. And uh, well, as we go along, at least we'll know. I got to get a list for you. you. Do you have the honest list that I? I think, I've, yeah, I think uh, Chuck has given me that, and uh, we'll look oh, through okay. that. But, 
Yeah, we'll get them all. And, you know, you got to remember now, these these are in my computer. It's not going to take me much to uh to burn these off on a CD and we'll get the, you know, we'll we'll t- contact the music companies and get the royalty rights, the licensing yeah. rights to produce right. these. And that won't take much, but um, we're building, uh, we must have, I'll tell you, we've got about uh, 15, 20 songs already, Rudy. Yeah, well, that's good, because I, wa- I, I want to make sure we get all the guys. I want to concentrate just on the Sugar Shack, you know what I'm saying? I like that yeah. opening number, the come going back to the Sugar Shack, but I want to just, uh, what other yeah, well, the that's, artists, like, well, that's right. we well, that's just want to do we want to do just to say, I don't want to have like uh, a Marvin Gay who never played there, but he played in the jukebox there every day. You know, like hey. you said. No, no, we're going to stay with the acts that are there. There's, we've got to play. We're going to stay with the acts. That's right. So, uh, all right, well, let's this sign way. off. I Go ahead. Okay, my friend. Look forward to your good luck and uh, all the ble- God bless everybody that. Uh, Listen in and uh, keep uh, keep the faith. We'll uh, we'll see you Rudy, next week. We'll... Right, see you next what? week. But remember, each one of these is a podcast, and they last forever. So uh, we're building quite a legacy here. Okay, my friend. See you next week. Thanks, Rudy. It was Bye. a great show. Man. All right, appreciate Likewise. it. Likewise, thank you. All right, take care. Sometimes you meet somebody. Who 